The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to a very special episode of Unscripted the Film Show slash Tangent City uh, because we're not actually in the studio today. Uh, so this is a special recording that we're doing uh, in case we're, we're not there to keep you company for the next hour. My name is Lewis. Sitting across from me is Rachel. Also across from me is uh, Catherine who doesn't usually uh, come on this show but is on Tangent City and is down under. And beside me is Cecilia. Hello. How's everyone going on this uh, very special show that we're doing of uh, Unscripted and Tangent City? And, and the reason uh, this is a special show of Tangent City is because usually Tangency is just a podcast that is on the Gentleman Pop Culture Network, and uh, and that's one where we can be a bit more loose with our, our words and stuff. But uh, on this show, we're going to keep it tight and we're going to keep it clean. I've actually put at the top of my page no swearing. I think you need to put a big sign up because um, yeah, yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, we tried to get out as much as we could before we pressed record, so. Uh, we should be good. Yeah. Now, usually on Unscrew the Film Show, we're talking about movies that are you know coming out and uh, reviewing those films, uh, maybe talking about some festivals and, and those kind of things. But uh, on Tangent City, what we usually do is we'll have uh, well, usually about 15 to 20 minutes of just general banter. Uh, and then at some point, <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes of talking and forgetting to do the intro. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then we'll get to the intro and then we'll, we'll talk about what the actual uh, topic is on that uh, that particular show. But uh, because this being a, you know, a show where we've got to get uh, you know, into it uh, and be, be a bit more, we can still tangent. Concise. Concise, yeah. Oh, uh, there'll be tangents. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> well, we thought we'd, we would uh, uh, start off with what the topic is. So what are we going to be talking about on the show today? Uh, ambiguous uh, scenes or endings in films. Questions that are left hanging in the air, either during a movie or at the end. Yes. Very Ooh. good. Even if it's just one of those films where you walk away and you go, hang on a minute, what happened to that person that we saw at the beginning and they weren't there at the end oh. or something like that? They anyway. died. Maybe. I don't know what movie you're referring to. We'll Neither see. Do I. Well, we'll there, see. Was, there was that scene. We, we spoke about Palm Springs a lot, but there was that scene where at the end of the film it was kind of like, but what about that other guy? What happened to him? And then they answered the question. And it's like, mm. oh, okay. So it was, it was ambiguous for about 10 seconds and then they cleared it up. It was very rewarding, incredibly. Um, can we talk about the ambiguity in that one though? Yeah, like, what's going to happen to the dinosaurs? What was with that? I don't understand whether that was a hallucination or, I mean, why are they there? Are they stuck in I think another they, quantum Yeah, loop? that they came across through that time loop as well, but they might be on a longer time loop, so they only appear every so often. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not very informed about time loops. So. Mm, no, no I've not been through one myself, so I don't know exactly <laughs> how they work. I haven't studied astrophysics. Is that what we need to study in order to uh, understand quantum that? Physics? Quantum physics. Thank you. Yes. Mm. Uh, you know what I realized? We don't have it out, but we would normally have a spoiler bell on Tangent City um, that we ring at the start. Because we're doing a whole lot of movie endings, um, we are going to be spoiling certain endings for films for you but a lot of them are relatively popular I would mm -hmm. say and if you haven't seen them now it's probably 
not something you're going to watch because you've made your choice. You've made your choice. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the spoiler bell here. Just in case. Just in case. Mm. Or should we just do one? I was going to say, just do a generic spoiler bell. Generic spoiler bell. That was really quaint and crisp. 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 I'm known for my crispness. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Shall we start with the one that most people talk about? What would you say is the one that most people talk about? I would say Inception and the Spinning Top. Yeah, same. Yeah, agree. Yep, that's the top of my list as well. Well done. Mm-hmm. So the the idea behind that is that um, they when they're in the dream, they need to hold on to something that they know the weight of and and everything. And then he comes home, he sees his kids, but he wants to make sure he's really in reality and they are definitely his kids. So he spins the top, and the idea is if it keeps spinning, he's in a dream. If it stops, then he's in reality, um, and this is the character of Cobb, of course, and uh, it goes black before it does anything. But I, th- I feel like it's a wobble. It goes wobble. It wobbles before it goes black. Does yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. Is kind of like that's where the ambiguity comes in. Is kind of like is is he in reality? Is he still in the dreamscape? What's going on there? So that's why it's really ambiguous. Because if it just kept spinning, mm. you go okay, dream. But because you get a bit of that wobble. Then you go, no. That's almost like the ambiguity with the um, Thor's hammer. I was just thinking that exactly. Oh my God, same brain. Um, Yeah, he goes to pick it up and it moves slightly, Mm -hmm. Captain America. So the ambiguity until end game is can he pick it up or can he not? And no ambiguity, he can. He's worthy. But Mm. I always thought thought that scene that Cap could pick it up Mm. but decides not to because he doesn't want. Thought to feel less special. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he's a good guy, Captain yeah, America. That's right. Um, so I feel like Christopher Nolan came out and said that he had. No, well, now I can't remember. The, but I feel like he came out and and finished the conversation and said, "This is reality, or he's in a dream." And I can't remember. He said, "If this particular person's in the scene, then it's." reality oh. but now i can't remember well, i should have probably nolan, done some research yeah there is it i've got a quote here um the point isn't whether or not the ending is real the point is that Cobb isn't paying attention to the top at the end the ambiguity is refreshing and un- unexpected so i think yeah i don't actually know what that is in reference to i don't quite understand what he's stating there other than that so the fact that Cobb himself had become ambivalent to whether the top was going or not he didn't care anymore it didn't matter yeah because would it really have mattered if he went and lived his whole life in the other realms wouldn't they wouldn't their body die though if if they're in there for too long like yeah potentially you're sure they're unless there's somebody there who's like you keeping them fed and, and watered and stuff but the levels that they were going to when they were going to those really deep levels it was only like you know five minutes on the outside mm-hmm. but it had been like you know 50 years at their level and so for that like if you've lev- lived a life of 50 years it's you know and you already have your age that you are then you've kind of fulfilled your life so if you died on the outside would it matter true but i, I wonder could, could you imagine if you died in the the dreamscape and then you came back to life in reality mm. but it was only like a day had passed or something like that and then you saw like that would be weird like you'd lived your life but now you're still the same age you were before and you've got to live your life again 
There's a there's a conversation I want to have, but it's completely inappropriate for this channel <laughs> now that you guys have set up this rule. So I'll, I'll leave that. But um, yes, uh, I think that it is a really good question. Mm. But that's what I, I do like about ambiguity, uh, particularly in the ends of films. Uh, it gives that opportunity to, to talk about the the films, and everyone's got a different perspective. Uh, perspective on what actually happened. Mm. Uh, I mean, the another one uh, that's uh, quite an ambiguous kind of ending that oh, something just fell. Um, oh, sorry, that was my phone. Uh, Apologies. <laughs> we need to get sturdier furniture that holds phones better. Yeah. I know. Um, Far out, guys. It was kind of kind of uh, ironic because the film I was going to talk about was The Shining. So, <laughs> why is it, it ironic? Because you can move things with your mind. The <laughs> Shining was never about moving things yeah, with your mind. I know it's so. Well, uh, it's what, a, what is The Shining though? It's a special power to like. Uh, Isn't it a communication s- kind of thing? Yeah, communicate with others and see the dead. Couldn't they move things with the minds the dead. as well? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I That's com- psychokinesis. Yeah, telekinesis? Telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put it in there just in case we've got the time to go back and just edit it so you sound like a genius. Editing, what's that? My apologies, I didn't realise the... Uh, oh, now I've got Tenacious D in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's telekinesis, that's, Kyle. That's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, Fine. <laughs> oh man, why did I not pick that one up? <laughs> yeah, so the, the Shining. I, I clearly don't know uh, what the uh, the Shining actually is, but I, I do know that uh, Jack Torrance uh, he dies by freezing to death in the snow. But then they go inside the uh, the Overlook Hotel, and then they uh, look at a picture on the wall, and sitting there in the middle of the picture is Jack from 1921, mm. and you're going. What? <laughs> How is that possible? What's going on there? There's the thread of of Grady telling him you've always been here. Mm. Mm. But I I think I think um, Kubrick put that in just to confuse people because the book didn't have that aspect no. in it. I don't think. No, because the Overlook blew up. That's right. He didn't even get frozen. Yeah, he wasn't frozen in the book. No. Yeah, because they didn't have the maze. They had um, sculptures, animal yes. sculptures. Yeah. Look at us, Stephen King oh, people. Aren't we good? <laughs> <laughs> at so many things, we're not. So we have to recover in some facts. So, mm. like that that art that art <laughs> discussion we had one episode. <laughs> what art discussion? I won't go into it, but it was quite funny. We were, oh, we were focusing on the wrong artist oh, for quite no. some time. Oh, really? Then we realized were you supposed to be talking about Klimt? It was like you're doing gold. Anyway, it was it was funny. Yeah, gold the Vermeer. Isn't that Vermeer? The, the pearl earring? No, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, the you know the the um the gold one. Oh, that is Klimt. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, and Cecilia will just have to enlighten oh, me off I air. I will. So we don't appear stupid twice. Exactly. <laughs> Even though we've just told people we're stupid, we're not. Silly. They don't. We, we need can't to be know. across. The problem with film is it's so broad in, in topic. We can't be professional and you know smart at everything. <laughs> well, we could if we did research, but we just yeah we we've got a blanket anyway. rule that we don't. Do too much of that. We got laughs, guys. <laughs> We've got laughs. Yeah. We've got jobs that we get paid for and stuff. Um, so the other really popular one that people talk about is Lost in Translation because you've got Bob whispering in Charlotte's ear mm. at the end and the question is what is he whispering? And apparently that's a really big question that people ask. People want to know what did he whisper and I believe it was improvised or was the know. kiss improvised? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that 
either the whisper or the kiss. No, maybe both were improvised. But I, I like that idea. I don't need to know what they said. It, no. was, it was just something. It could have just been like words of encouragement or you'll be fine. I mean, who cares what I, it was? It was I just a beautiful moment. I personally think he said, you need to leave that guy. You're not happy. Yeah. You're miserable. Move on. Yeah. Mm. You're young enough to move Find on. Find somebody else. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> i don't know that he was actually like do you think he was actually interested in having a relationship with her no i think he maybe flirted with the idea for a moment but then i think he he felt like his relationship was more of a almost mentor like father figure type thing yeah Mm. yeah Mm. and that's why i imagine that he's giving like you said words of encouragement or you know yeah I kind of mm. like that. Mm. Um, did Sophia Coppola have anything to say on the subject? Do you know? I can't remember. I have listened to a podcast where they specifically talk about that. But like all things, in one ear and out the other. <laughs> I listen to so many things that I just can't recall everything. Uh, and again, research, not mm. my my um. I, I think I'm sure I read a magazine quote or like you know some sort of article quote about um it was when it was getting towards like an anniversary of it um oh here we go um so what did he say to charlotte i love the bits in this show where we research while on on while we're talking do you know every time it was no you're right i was just gonna say i always plan on doing research and i just never do but um Go well, on. I so, do some research and then I get here and then the question that I haven't researched comes uh, up. Do you want it? Yes. Um, he appears to whisper, I have to be leaving, but I won't let that come between us, okay? How does how did someone lip read? Well, because, like, he had to leave. I think because they raised the audio. Because like, if you raise the audio enough, you could probably just make it out. Really? It's kind of like that ruins it for me. I so don't there's a chance know. that it wasn't what he actually said because they had to like bump it right up to be able to hear mm. it. But it kind of makes sense that it was just like something just like random and encouraging. Well, yeah. like, you know, since the uh, the the end line was improvised and also the kiss was improvised, mm-hmm. like the end line could have been anything. And, and you can ask Bill Murray what was the end line. He probably doesn't even remember. <laughs> no, <laughs> there was an end line. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. I'm sure. But yeah, I don't. It's probably like I loved. It's probably like I loved you in Ghost World. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the old actors' trick of being on stage and saying rhubarb, rhubarb. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it could have been just something like that. We, you know. <laughs> oh, rhubarb, rhubarb. Mm. That's a good one. Um, so, do you ever wonder, you know, when you watch a TV show and they leave it on a cliffhanger, <laughs> if the idea of the cliffhanger cliffhanger came from uh, Italian Job? Because it finishes on a literal cliffhanger. Well, no, I don't think so. Because uh, cliffhangers were a staple of the old serials that they would. Uh, sh- of course, they were. <laughs> but would they call them cliffhangers? I'm pretty sure that was a terminology for them. And because oh, a lot okay. of them were probably Western based and that kind they of thing, did they probably did leave like cliff. literal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, the Italian job decided to end their movie on a cliffhanger, so Quite they <laughs> they do the heist. They've um, on the bus, and then they're on a cliff. They're all their golden goods or whatever they've stolen. I can't even remember. Is in one side, hanging over the cliff, and they're on another. And Michael Caine's character says, "I've got an idea," but of course, we don't know what it is goes to black so and that's literally most of the movie that i've seen because i fell asleep mm. famous story <laughs> but um yeah literal cliffhanger 
Um, have you guys seen K-Pax? It's an old movie. No, no. So who who starred in that? Jeff Bridges and Kevin Spacey. Ah. Uh, so yeah, not a not a movie to rewatch. <laughs> so the premise is basically uh, this this character called Prote is found, and he. He's saying he's an alien, um, and then he goes and sees Jeff Bridges' uh, Jeff Bridges's character, and he's like a psychiatrist. He goes to a mental health place anyway, and the longer you go, you're trying to figure out is he legit f- an alien or does he have some kind of a medical condition that is making him have these these thoughts. This sounds familiar. Horse girl. Sorry. Did you see horse? Well, I did see horse. <laughs> How dare you call me a horse? Wow, the insults start rolling. We're not allowed to swear. We're not allowed to say anything naughty, so we're just going to start insulting I each did other. see that film, but yeah, I was just thinking the premise of this one sounds familiar too. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to have a look at it. But yes, I did see Horse Girl. Did he girl. wear sunglasses? Was that a yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I actually bought the book after seeing the movie because I thought the movie was so interesting. Mm. Never read the book because that's just how I roll. <laughs> um, but yeah, in Horse Girl, you are wondering, is she like – something mentally going haywire or is she actually getting abducted by aliens multiple times and then does she get abducted at the end? Yeah. So I did ring the spoiler bell, so apologies for I've never even heard of Horse Girl. It's got Alison. Alison Alison Brie? Brie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From Glow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I I love how, like, physically I'm moving my hands like I'm punching. (laughs) But no one can see. I don't think anyone punches in that, do they? It's wrestling. Well, you do do, do some punching wrestling, just not like this kind of punching. Yeah, it's more the hammy kind of, I punch you in defense. Yeah, I think next next time if you, you, like, get up and just suplex cat. Right. And then we're going to understand a lot better (laughs) what you're actually talking about. I was more doing. And then you just shove a cat's um, head under your underarm and then flip over your shoulder. (laughs) It would make more sense. Right. Is that a suplex? Yeah, that's a suplex. I thought suplex was when you go over and you yeah, yeah, to, you go, you go, you put get in a headlock. <laughs> their arm goes over your head there, yeah. and then you lift them up, and yeah. they go over the, like that. So, oh, yeah, that's a suplex. See, you're you learn stuff yeah. about wrestling because you're married to someone who's obsessed with me- wrestling. I'm currently learning a lot about Formula One because Chris loves Formula One, and we're watching on Netflix the um, Formula One. Drive to Survive, I think it's called. No offense, it's so good. What's to learn apart from like just drive fast and be in front? No, it's so political. (laughs) Don't change tires when you need to. Like we've we've seen like Formula One type or or car type um, movies where the they're on the same team but they're still competitive with each other, so it leads to politics and stuff. It's it's actually really interesting. And oh, look, she's, she's, drink, she's drinking the Kool-Aid. I am, but I'm, I'm happy to watch the... Drinking t- the water, and this is what's interesting. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> so it's on its third season if we're, like, this is currently the 21st of March mm-hmm. uh, 2021. Um, but I haven't seen any of the, the races that have gone to make up this series. So every episode, it's like watching a movie because I don't know who's going to win. So it's like a surprise or when someone has a, a crash, I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So it is. It's very interesting and political and it's it's really good. But anyway, plus Daniel Ricardo, Riccardi? Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo. Yeah. Mm. He's got the smile. He's from Perth, right? Mm, Dianella. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> yeah, that is very specific. <laughs> I don't know why I know that actually, but that's some form of information that I've picked up. Anyway, moving along. She's been in doctor. Yeah, I mean, 
Cat doesn't really know that much about wrestling. I kind of like, you know, keep it on the down. Yeah, no, because and- like I like the the suplex. No, because I watched a fair amount <laughs> back in the day. The suplex thing, because like the person goes backwards so they land on their back, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So when you say headlock, yes, I that- always think of their body being behind. So that's what didn't. Make oh any no, sense no, to not me. like that. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to. No, you break their neck. I think. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and that's why I was very confused. Fair enough. No, that's so good. you know. Yeah. The thing, the the thing I like about the the inside wrestling kind of thing, similar to the the um, the car racing, where you're seeing you know documentaries about what happened and that sort of thing. In wrestling recently, there's a character that's been around for over 30 years called The Undertaker, and for 30 years he's only been that character. So you've never seen the actual person behind the character, which is not like in movies and stuff. You know, you see actors, but you don't see somebody playing the character 24 seven. And now the actual the actual person who plays the Undertaker after thirty years is coming out and talking about his experiences playing the character. Mm-hmm. So the the behind the scenes stuff, I can see where you're coming from. That can be quite interesting, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but not an ambiguous ending. No, and we're keeping this one on track, people. It would have been ambiguous if he did, <laughs> didn't come out and say he was Mark Calloway. So, yeah. what about Birdman? Thank you. The Ooh, ending, Birdman, well because I mean, to me, I'm like, so he goes out the window, mm-hmm. but I mean, obviously, he's is he jumping? I mean, that's what I get from that ending. He's well, not is it flying a dream? off. Is or- it almost a dream ending where – so he stabs himself on stage. He does something shoots to himself it, in shoots the head. himself in the head. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you think, oh, he's done. And then the end, he's in hospital recovering and then he jumps out of the window possibly and his daughter Regan runs up – or no, that's his name um, – runs up and sees him flying. Yes. So yeah. – Sam is his daughter's name. Yeah. Right. So – we're left to think, is this a, is oh, he in a coma? Is it a dream? Is a, mm. Or is, is this it? Is her dealing with his, gr- the grief of his death? Mm. I really don't know. It, was, I actually it was really a pretty trippy know. little movie to begin with. So yeah. I think like not yeah. knowing wasn't really problematic. Yeah, because the whole film is absurd, really, mm. when you think about mm-hmm. it. So, but it's a joy to watch, though, isn't it? Mm. Except for his eyebrows. His little <laughs> liney eyebrows really do my head in. I'm sorry, it just it's weird. Michael Keaton's eyebrows. Yeah. In general, got, like, just little, that film. Little lines. Mm. I, well, by that stage, he'd gotten to that age where he mm. had like just little lines running through. Don't eyebrow shame him. I'm not now I have no idea him. what she's talking about, and I need it's to find a photo. Like, little, like vertical lines. He's, he's got intense eyebrows to start off with, so anything wow. that looks that kind of not like that kind of just lines, and they're really like the skin's really thick. And it's just like I don't I don't know what's going on. So I was Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah but this is I a good quite enjoyed that like, film. Yes. That see, it's like there's mm. like the, the eyebrows themselves she's age, are more shadow and she's age shaming Lewis, not mm. eyebrow shaming. Right. Just right. to correct things. Yeah. I mean to be fair, like most guys' eyebrows like get uh, wild and woolly as they get older. So if his was sparsing out, that's a bit different. Yeah, my dad doesn't have many eyebrows. This is yeah. what I've inherited. <laughs> I've like got almost no eyebrows. Did you did you pluck yours or no, something? No, they've just, just, never, just been? never, never been. grew in. Never, never grew in. <laughs> no. And it, what's worse <laughs> is my left one is not too bad, and yeah. the right one just kind of peters out and disappears. So they're not even equal. I could pay to get like something nice done, like your eyebrows. Yeah, but, I was gonna say, just do what I do, get them tinted. <laughs> but I've done it a few times, and I get so weirded out because it doesn't look like me. I'm not used to it, and I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> just but really in that voice. Yeah, <laughs> people respond to me with an automatically kind of smiley kind of 
like response when I run to people like whether it's in a service situation or what it is like there's they're always like it's seemingly kinder to me when my eyebrows have been done really that's fascinating to me it really is it's it's something Mm. that's and Sheena because they respect you more are you saying that people don't respect me because I don't have eyebrows (laughs) well like the blonder and thinner that my eyebrows are which they generally are like you know by week sort of three and a half, four, <laughs> um, then you, you sort of go, oh, and then you get your eyebrows done and people kind of respond differently. I'm wondering though, is it a confidence thing? No, no, Do no, you no, exude yeah. more confidence in yourself and that's what's doing no, it? No, 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 because we, we, we've analysed this. Oh, have we? <laughs> Me and my your... eyebrow wizard Sheena have analysed this right. and we, we honestly think that because I don't generally change from what you see is what you get. Okay. Um, but obviously when you see eyebrows as opposed to not seeing eyebrows, cause they go pretty blonde and you can barely see them. Not you quite should... as bad as one of my cousins, but, um. One yeah. day you should just get one done and see what happens. Oh my God. Then people would be smiling at me going, oh, <laughs> just a social experiment, cat. <laughs> are yours real? Are your eyebrows real? Mine are real. That's yes. legit gorgeous. My brother and I have, so um, lucky. genetically brilliant Perfect eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. I, I did over pluck one of mine the other day and I was like, oh God. Yeah, so no, I don't do anything apart from get rid of the occasional stray. Wow, so lucky. Um, Perfect eyebrows, very jealous. Yeah. Well, no, I hated it though because when I was younger, because when I was younger growing up, all the rage was to get them plucked. Oh. Um, So I don't know. Oh, the really thin eyebrow of the 90s. That was really in. I would have been bald if I'd done that. Yours are light. They're there. It's just you've got light. They're hair. very light and they're very sparse. It's, we are very, very tangenting today, kind. aren't we? Yes, let's move on. Um, what? By, the, by the way, Tangent City, just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, just <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens. One that keeps coming up is Taxi Driver, and I can't recall the ending to Taxi Driver because I've only seen this film once many years ago. Does so, anyone recall the ending to this film? I have a vague memory that Travis goes into the is it a brothel and shoots things up? Oh, that might be right. Yeah. But it's after he's – so because the movie is so bleak and the ending is somewhat upbeat, it's meant to – are you meant to think is this real or is this just Travis's like oh. idealised version of what would oh. happen? Yeah, because he goes to save um, Jodie Foster's character at yeah. one point. Is yeah. that the ending or does he do that Pretty prior? Pretty much. Right. Like, but it, it's been so long since I've seen this film. I probably haven't seen it for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I just I, – I was looking it up yesterday and that's the only reason I have a vague recollection of the ending. It but, just comes um, up in a few lists and I try not to use lists for these particular – episodes they I are like helpful, to, to come up with my own but they are helpful in prompting uh your memory particularly when you can't recall one I like is the graduate um because at the end you've got Benjamin um you know coming to Elaine's wedding and banging on the thing and they run away together most Hollywood movies that's where they would end it but then they hop on the bus and their smiles turn to sort of just this relaxed face and it's almost like you don't know what's going to happen from there. Have they made a mistake? Have, mm. Is this a mistake? They've just got this idealised version of a relationship in their heads mm. and no reality mm. of what it's going to really be like. So it kind of leaves them 
Because that's what I think when I watch like Hollywood movies, you're only ever seeing the start of a relationship and you don't know what the rest of it is going to be like. And you're like, you guys are going to fight all the time. Like I think about like Hermione and Ron, for instance, surely they get a divorce at some point because how is she supposed to put up with him? I just imagine that he's lazy and, you know, just like he's lovable. His heart's in the right place. His heart's in the right place. But I think if I was married to him, I'd probably kill him because I just don't think he'd be reliable and, and you know, remember to, I don't know, pick up the kids from school. I think, feed I think the, the, cat, whole, the whole thing you know? is opposites attract and, like, Hermione is, like, the best there is at being a witch or a wizard and, and Ron's, like, not really the best, but, you know, he's still, like... Uh, he's pretty good, though. He's very smart. Like, he, he did that whole chess game in the first uh, movie. He ends up being an aura if you, yeah. you know... Yeah, being fallen so, along. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're right. There is that, that ambiguity there. I mean, I remember when we were watching uh, Marie Antoinette and mm. uh, it gets to the end of the movie and they're, they're like going off in this carriage at the end of the movie. I go, well, what happens next? They get their heads oh. chopped off. <laughs> Thank you. Can't got that. <laughs> yeah, I was just playing along. It was, I was like, I, going, oh, I can see where it's like the ultimate dad joke. Yeah, yeah. I was just playing, a, I was playing, a, I was playing a bit and I'll see if you were going to bite and you did. So. I didn't. Well, <laughs> oh, I didn't. okay. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Didn't, you, you yeah. Didn't, I didn't get it. I feel stupid. No, no. I feel nah. very silly now. Because nah. everyone knows that her head got chopped off. So when, oh. when she didn't die at the end of the movie, yeah. she, 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 she was. So Lewis yeah. is trying to claim that it was an ambiguous film and it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, speaking of which, and I'm going to cycle this back to the wrestling I was speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The and wrestler. Not, there you go. I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw it <laughs> on your eyes. Is that Mickey? Uh, Mickey Rooney, Rooney. Yeah. yeah. The, no, it's Mickey Rock, not Mickey Rooney. If oh. it was Mickey Rooney, it would have been such a better movie. No, no, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> Could you imagine? I yeah. always miss those two up. Yeah, me, Mickey Rock. Because they look so similar. Could you imagine if they're actually, they if they're like Darren Aronofsky is going, right, I'm going to cast the wrestler and we're going to get Mickey Rooney. <laughs> it's so against yeah. type. If people yeah. are just going to go nuts for it. You know? So he's like, uh, uh, Darren, isn't he dead? <laughs> no. Is he though? Is he though? <laughs> is he though? Because he was in the Muppets movie a few years back. Let's just check it. But you know, when I see Mickey Rooney, what I think about is that old guy in The Simpsons. I think his name is Mervyn or Marvin. Mickey Rooney died and, in April 2014. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't say this, but you, there's that character, the really short, <laughs> bald-headed, bespectacled guy in, in um, yeah, 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 The yeah. Simpsons, and someone licks his head and they're like, oh, it tastes salty. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very specific. <laughs> this is what I they anyway. If you're a Simpsons fan, you'll be laughing. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, Mickey Rourke, not Mickey Rooney, as we've established. Um, he he's playing the wrestler Randy the Ram Robinson, and all throughout the film, he's kind of, he's he's like an old school wrestler where he had his prime and was very famous, mm-hmm. but didn't save his money, and then had to keep on wrestling just to survive, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then his body is breaking down, and he's getting like chest pains and stuff like that, and his doctor says, you cannot wrestle anymore, and he ignores the doctor's advice, and he goes and wrestles another match, and then he's having chest pains, and the movie ends when he jumps off the top rope. Oh. Yeah, really annoying. Really oh. annoying. <laughs> was it based on anyone? <laughs> No, it's just um generic, generic kind of, kind of uh, you know, old. Probably based a little bit on everyone. Yeah, mm. yeah, because there were a lot of wrestlers in the in the eighties that were famous for a bit uh, in the WWE, mm-hmm. and then they just had to keep on wrestling in you know uh, gyms and uh, community centers just to make a living. So, Jeepers. yeah, yeah, sad. Mm. But yeah, no, it's a it's it's good. It makes you actually want to go back and watch that movie again. Mm. 
Do you know I've never seen it? But uh, no. who? Someone did win an Academy Award for this, didn't they? It did um? Didn't he? Didn't didn't he? Didn't I think he did. He must have. Or maybe he just got nominated. I don't know. We're not very good at remembering and these. It, yeah, it was quite a big it was in the award shows popular, that year. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Can anyone remember the ambiguous ending for that film? Uh, I'm terrible. So you've got Tom, Soap, Eddie and Bacon. They're all sitting at um, the bar and they're approached by Vinnie Jones' character whose name – I think he's Chris, mm. um, and they swap things. He's he's like, I'll give you these, this, and, yeah, anyway, he, he goes away and Tom decides that they need to get rid of these guns because um, they could be traced to them or whatever. Yeah. And they, they, they spent the whole movie trying to get, you know, do this heist so they've got money and everything, and then they want to get rid of these guns and Tom goes to the bridge to get rid of the guns and while he's doing that, Soap, Eddie, and Bacon. Bacon played by um, uh, we see him in everything. Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking through this auction brochure and finding out that the guns he has are worth a ton of money. So they need to call him and tell him not to throw them over the bridge. So he goes and throws them over the bridge, and then they're just kind of sitting there. And he goes back and he's like, "Well, I've got to actually throw them over the bridge." So he hoists himself over the bridge, and then he's he's got his phone in his mouth, and he's holding onto the the guns and he's yeah. like do i pick up the phone because it's yeah. ringing or do i drop the and it just stays there like freeze frame oh. now i remember that scene i was like i can't remember what the ending was it's been so long since yeah. i've seen that film and i think i watched it sort of you know a solid four or five times when it mm. came out i definitely so watched that movie a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> and listened to the album a lot but i actually didn't recall the ending until i rewatched it last night on youtube wow, wow. so is it a funny how a lot of films with ambiguous endings i find or films that you kind of left questioning you start to forget after a while how they end i don't mm. know if that's just you guys but like there's a film like no country for old men i think that's got an ambiguous ending does it i don't remember well it, it. comes up in the list too and mm. i'm like i can't recall the ending but i remember being blown away by this film like absolutely blown away but i still can't remember the ending i must be the only person who doesn't like that film i've never watched it it was mm. one of those ones there's some of those bandwagon kind of films that i'm just I just never get interested enough to watch it. But mm. it's also interesting how yeah, you're, you change your mind over the years though because, mm. I mean, I seen that about 10 years ago and loved it. I don't know if I'd feel the same. And same as the film, one I refer to all the time is The Village. I hated that film when I first seen The Village. Now I like it. It so, got seriously panned. I yeah, like it. So do I. But that's the thing. I think your taste kind of changes. True. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd feel the same about that film, but. Yeah, I need. I think I need to rewatch it as well because I obviously didn't like it at the time, and I also got angry because it won cinematography, mm. and um, I felt that Jesse James should have won it that year. Yeah, so, so I was. That's kind of a annoyed. whole new topic, though, isn't it? Sorry that I've just bought it in films <laughs> yeah. that you they were <laughs> that you might not, you know, necessarily love anymore, or you do love. Oh no, I thought you meant like you know. Um, no, just films underappreciated that you, movies films that, you know, you, they should have been award winners, yeah. but they weren't for whatever reason that yeah. year. Well, I think just going back and actually looking at what won Best Picture each year uh, and then comparing it to the other films that were nominated. That Didn't made, we do that? Yeah, I think that that's... that's I feel like we did that a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah, but that was the other nominated movies. Yeah, true, Anyway, true. anyway um, it's not a planning episode. No, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> I know, I just got off topic with no, films. but I think that yeah. the interesting thing is with these ambiguous endings, there seems to be two clear types. So you've mm-hmm. got the ones like Lockstock where you're just like you need to know what happens next yeah. and you're not going to get it or the wrestler mm-hmm. um but then there's the psychological ones like american psycho 
um, where you don't know how much was real and how much was not. And I think with American Psycho, they might have clarified it to the point that it was just all in his head. But how, like, that's kind of scary that someone's out there in the world that is thinking those, like, that was horrendous, yeah. that movie. Yeah. And, like, you know me, I'm not into, like, horror movies at all. And that was horrific. And I I'm watched not surprised it when I came you've home. seen that one. Well, I Because came- that is off the most, one of the most horrific films out there. I came home for a night out and my friend had a lot of DVDs at the time. And so we just chucked some on. So I think we watched, um, uh, what was that one? There was the Iron Giant. Was that oh, an yeah, animated? Yeah, yeah, so we watched that. That was and me- that was cool. And then we watched American Psycho. And he's just like, right, I'm off to bed. Because like, we we're just like friends. And I was just like going, I'm seriously going to end up in there just like, just going, hi, I'm just going to sleep here because I'm petrified. And I just, this is why I don't watch scary movies. <laughs> you should have watched them like that one first, then the Iron Giant. I second. don't know whether that necessarily would have helped <laughs> would have because, helped. man. Then you'd have weird nightmares oh, about yeah. an Iron Giant trying to kill you. I really want. I haven't, I haven't watched. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the Iron Giant, but I really want to watch it because uh, that's one. It's talked about a lot. Yeah, it's one of Vin. Did Vin, you say you hate watching it? I haven't watched it. Oh, I thought yeah. you said you hate watching no, it's, it. It's, and it's uh, Vin Diesel plays the Iron Giant, and I remember, I remember um, Kevin Smith's always talking about uh, when they were, they were doing like a making of thing, and he's there at the recording studio, and uh, his line is "Rock Tree," and he's like. Rock tree, and then then he gets some sort of direction from the from the uh, director, and he's like, right, okay, yeah, right, right. Rock tree, <laughs> so, exactly. Are the same we even line. thinking of the I same movie? I'm, I'm I'm thinking of like a a movie from like when we were kids. Iron Giant is the animated movie where it's yeah, a, it's a, a like it was like nineteen. I want to say 98, 99. Yeah, it would have oh, been when I was about yeah. eight or something. Okay, yeah. I thought it, it was, was just much, like it was I'm thinking just when I was thing. around 18. Oh, so um, maybe 99, on. yeah. Yeah, 99. Who knew that Vin Diesel was doing voice work back then? Yep, playing the Iron Giant he was and uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it as well. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, – back to. Uh, but yeah, but that whole thing of like – so there seems to be the two clear types mm. and I just find that – like is there a third type of ambiguous well, ending? for <sighs> – where does Donnie Darko sit? Because that film does kind of – it has a clear ending, but people interpret that ending differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So my interpretation of that film is so different to some other people's mm. interpretation. So c- can you class in different interpretation in, in ambiguity? You, I think you probably so. can. Yeah, maybe that is that's the, the point. Type. You're supposed to pick it apart. Yeah. Because mm. to me, yeah, my brother and I cl- continually fight over the ending of that film because mm. we draw different conclusions from it. Mm. And he thinks he's right, but I think I'm right. And it's just – anyway. Another movie um, I need to rewatch. It's been and like, forever. Even the Blair Witch cool. Project is a little bit – and well, yeah, because you really true. don't know what. Like at the end, you just see the guy standing in the corner. Yeah, and I'm and convinced then the camera nothing drops. happens. But then my brother's like, "No, no, no, there was something there," and I'm like, "But was there?" Like he he continually told me that was the scariest film he'd ever seen, and then I watched it. And I was so let down. For a long time, it was the scariest film I'd seen. Really, too. I think because I'd seen it when I was younger. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, moving along. I honestly don't even know if I watched the Blair Witch Project all the way through, to be honest with you. You really? probably thought it was terrible. Mm. Um, Black Swan, it's another Darren Aronofsky ah, film. Yeah. Oh, actually, Mother too. Mother would be in the category mm. of um, ambiguous. Ambiguous too, but maybe you can draw meaning from it. 
Mm. Actually, that is where you you clearly draw meaning. Sorry to interrupt. That's right. Continue, Lewis. <laughs> and that that's a- Darren Ar- Aronofsky as well. It is. He's yeah. got a thing, I Mother guess. Mother, it, it's a clear ending, but you can definitely draw interpretation from that. But Was anyway, Shutter sorry. Island Aronofsky? Uh, no, it wasn't, was it? I don't so, think so. Oh, it's Scorsese. Remind me. She Does she bleed? She's bleeding on stage, isn't so, she? Uh, so Nina, played by Natalie Portman, uh, stabs herself with a piece of broken glass and performs a dance of her life on stage. <laughs> When she finishes, uh, when she finishes, um, she kind of bleeds out on a mattress. So you don't yeah. know whether or not she does. Well, I think or... the idea is you. It, it finishes on her face, and she's saying it was perfect or whatever. Like she'd finally, the whole time she's striving for perfection, and it is mm. clearly ruining her life and driving her insane. Yeah. And so I don't really remember why she stabbed herself because it's been a long time. Mm. Um, but she, I don't know it. She jumps and she dies and then afterwards everyone can see she's bleeding and they're like, get a doctor. but And then it ends. So you don't know if she dies from from that or she recovers, but mm. it's a stomach wound. Yeah. They're not but good. The screen goes to white, not to black. Because a, mm. a lot of these things oh, where they're just like, you know, they, they want to do one of those endings where it's like, we're not going to tell you everything. It's <laughs> fade to black, but this is fade to white. So it's a bit of a different kind of take on it. But Aronofsky obviously loves his ambiguous endings. Yes. He- and he's got ambiguous yeah. things in, in that particular movie, like the pulling... Oh, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that she's pulling the skin off her finger. Oh, yeah. And that scene where she, her and, and then she's Mila make- Kunis are getting it on yeah is it a dream or is it real mm, there's a lot of yeah. like that weird kind of psychological is it just happening in her mind yeah. is this like does she even stab herself or is she does she come off stage and she just like goes to sleep very weird it's a metaphorical feeling so in this list um that we were looking at oh, sorry you just got me with that metaphor is it a metaphorical killing is this saying she's putting an end to her dance career? Yeah. Oh, that just got me hard. Well, her mum, Barbara Hershey, <laughs> thinks it might be happening because Barbara Hershey's like bawling in the uh, in the audience watching her daughter. Oh, yeah. She's reached the age of 30. It's all over because <laughs> oh, she's a dancer. Yeah. And she wants to finally eat cake. <laughs> Good for her. Good for you, Nina. Yeah. You eat that cake. Yeah. Have your cake and eat it too. Well, I mean, there's only so many tissues you can eat. So, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, my God. She ate tissues, didn't she? Well, did she? I don't know if she did or not. Or that was something I heard um, from a friend of mine who was a dancer who said that a lot of uh, ballet dancers would just do weird stuff to keep their weight down. And one of them was eating Cotton tissues. Balls or something. Weird. How do you even do I that? I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway, stupid, moving stupid. along. Um, I noticed that Castaway was on this list because he opens all of those FedEx boxes apart from one final FedEx box, which he hand delivers at the end. And then people are like, what's in the FedEx box? <laughs> but the whole time, I... I Where did the Paltrow's head? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, if, if it was, it was very squished because it was oh, a small okay. box. Um, I, always thought, <laughs> I always thought maybe it was divorce papers. Ah, yeah. Because you saw a guy, I think it was uh, wherever he came from initially, he was handing them over and he was handing it over basically at a door and he and his girlfriend or whoever were in a state of slight undress and then he's sending it back to America and then, yeah, it it appears uh, for a woman. And I'm just like, is is that his ex-wife and they're getting a divorce and they're divorce papers i literally and i don't know why i made that conclusion but i thought that was the full truth until i saw it on this list and i'm like oh okay i guess i just made that up but isn't that 
interesting that that's what you get from that, whereas someone else who watches that film would completely just get something different. Isn't that the beautiful thing about interpretation and experience? Yeah. Weird. Interesting. I like the kind of like the the, the what happens next. Uh, I I suppose the, um, you know, uh, not uh, Love Actually, like, you know, you see uh, all these different anthology uh, storylines going mm-hmm. through the original movie and you're, uh, you know, there, there is that connection, connecting point that you see in the film as well. But then you get to the end of it and you go, oh, that was really good. What happens next? And and you never really got that. But then they did that uh, comedy, uh, the, um, uh, what was it? Comic Relief. Comic Relief. Uh, uh, a sh- short a couple of years ago mm. where they actually went back and revisited all those characters so and it was really good to get that that bit of closure because sometimes you want closure in a, in, in a film um, another another kind of film uh, where you might want to have closure is Gone Girl uh, you know Rosamund Pike Ben Affleck uh, she uh, frames him for her murder but she's not actually dead mm. um, and also uh, Neil Patrick Harris is involved in, in it as well and uh, it's but uh, at the end of the film he gets exonerated for her murder because not dead uh and then she inseminates herself with his sperm so that she's pregnant with his unborn child so he agrees to stay with her you're wanting to know what happens next with that kind of a film you know it's just like what's going on there how do you how do you stay married to a, a person who's clearly a psychopath and uh has framed you for murder and has also you know impregnated herself to keep you there it's like need to know more need mm. to know more <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're on board with the not really liking that film, whereas everybody else seemed to like it. Mm. I, yeah. I think it's interesting. All of us disliked that film. Mm. Didn't I we? don't think I saw it. I, I know we all was, disliked was it. I liked the book, but I disliked the film. I thought it was predictable and dumb. Yeah, but everyone loved it, didn't they? Mm. And then there was just us. Three. That's a Fincher directed film, isn't it? Yes, it's like one of the only Fincher films I don't like. I think it says a lot about us three, or us as, as reviewers, <laughs> not conforming to the um, general consensus, well, or maybe yeah. just not I liking like predictability. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, at the at the end of the day, it's kind of like that's one of the things that I've always found uh, frustrating with some critics is that mm. they all seem to like the same things and hate the same things. So it's kind of that's why I think everyone's that hive got, mind yeah. kind of mentality, yeah. and everyone's got their own opinions about things, and mm-hmm. and what's one, someone's most hated film is somebody else's most beloved film. So mm. each so, their yeah, own. Exactly. Exactly. So we've gone a bit quiet because um, we're distracted by <laughs> Ghost, who's joined us in the studio and is like peering out of a window. She's sniffing the plant and just like she. Just so she. Sweet. I think she's looking at some kind of a bug outside and deciding yeah, if it's so if, if she can somehow get to it. Yeah. The um. So while we're talking about what's in the box, well, we weren't, but we were. Um. Did you guys ever see Barton Fink? It was like one of the first Coen Brothers films. No, I don't no. think I've ever seen Barton so Fink. So it's based, well, it's a character called Barton Fink. He's a New York playwright and he moves to LA to become a screenwriter and he's staying in this dive hotel and the guy who's in the hotel room next to him is like a really f- flamboyant um, sales um, salesman. He's like just full of energy and joy mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, turn it down, dude. And that's played by um, John Goodman. And John Goodman gives Barton F- – oh, well, his name is uh, – John Turturro's Barton Fink. Yeah, and John Goodman is – I think his name's Charlie. Charlie Meadows, yeah. Yeah, so Charlie gives Barton Fink a box. He says, look, I've got to go out of town. Can you take care of this box for me for a bit? 
and he leaves. And then we find out that um, John Goodman's character is actually a serial killer. And so we're left not knowing what's in the box. But I always think, is it a head? <laughs> How can you not but, though nowadays? I, I <laughs> Every this, time I see a box, I think there's something in there. <laughs> I saw this way before Seven was oh, even created. It's a oh. really old movie. I think it's one of the first weird, weird movies that I saw by accident it on was like ABC 1991. or something. This says a yeah. lot about you as a person. <laughs> Does it? What oh, is in the box? And you were mm. thinking ahead. Well, yeah, before. well, he was a serial killer. What else is going to be in that box? And, and you look at the box and it's kind of head-shaped. Oh. <laughs> Not like a round. So it's easy to make that assumption. It's it's about head-sized. It's a square. It's an oblong mm. kind of rectangle. Anyway. It could be a watermelon. A watermelon. <laughs> and then he was carrying a watermelon the whole time. <laughs> I carried a watermelon. <laughs> anyway. Did you have another one, Lou? Uh, yeah, well, we're coming rapidly up to the uh, the end of the show, but I was going to... Oh, we've got a little bit of time. Yeah, I was going to uh, point out uh, that uh, Total Recall is is an interesting one because um, Total Recall is all about uh, this the, the character um, of Douglas Quaid who is... He's just like wants to have like a break and a holiday, can't afford it. So he goes to recall to get one of these like mental holidays mm-hmm. where they just implant a holiday into your brain. And then, uh, when he goes to, to recall, he comes home and all this weird stuff like starts happening. Like his wife uh, ends up being a spy who's been spying on him because he's a, like an, an agent. And then it, it ends up that he ends up going to Mars and liberating Mars. But then the film ends and he's kind of like, did this happen or, or is, this, is the this the Total Recall holiday? So it was kind of like one of those like, you know, is it a real or is it fake kind of, um, you know, inception kind of a situations. And so they never let on to the audience? No. No, it just ends and it's kind of like you're questioning is it real or is it fake? Oh, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Mm. Mm. That's sort of like Vanilla Sky, although I think they did kind of tie that up at the end because he – I don't know if you guys ever saw that, but um, it's a Karen, Cameron Crowe movie and he goes to a party he goes home with um penelope cruz's character they have this real connection and then a girl that he's been sleeping with picks him up the next day and they she purposefully has a car accident to kill herself and he ends up um you know severely disfigured Mm. and sophia is no longer interested in him so he finds out about this um technology where they can put them to sleep. You can either have your body frozen and have um, your – you're basically dreaming mm. and it's lucid dreaming, um, but some stuff goes wrong in his lucid dreams and he, um, they become sort of nightmares. Oh. And then they go back and explain what was a nightmare and what was reality. So – I think it kind of got fixed at the end. I can't, I think, but it's been so long since I've seen it that I can't quite remember. I really don't have much else on my list other than Blade Runner, which is the classic is, is Rick Deckard a replicant or Mm. not? But I don't know. I don't know the answer. Will we ever know? I think I never saw it. Maybe in a future um, episode, it'd be really interesting to go through ambiguous endings of TV shows. Like, I mean, it's a whole new world, so we could probably fill easily an hour on that kind of Mm. thing. Um, But one in particular that came into mind was The Sopranos, which I heard recently on a podcast about how that ended. It doesn't bother me because I've I've never actually gotten to the end of Sopranos because – 
um, when it first came out, it was only on Foxtel, I think. Mm. And then I never got around to buying the DVDs, but now it's on streaming. I'd love to catch up on it. But the ending is apparently just a fade to black and you don't get a few answers. <sighs> and I think one of them is whether Tony lives or dies. And so there's a lot of sort of like um, follow-up chatter and interviews and that kind of thing as to whether he did or didn't. Well, there's no ambiguous ending in Six Feet Under because you get how every single character dies I at know. the end. Oh, that's Do you so know weird. which one always gets me? And it's not even a big TV. A Secret Diary for Call Girl. Whether or not she ends up with um, the guy. Mm. Oh, what's his name? Not Rory. What was his name? Yeah, Ben. The guy from Snowpiercer. Yeah, Ben. Because they meet on the bridge. Yeah. And then they're talking and you don't know. I think she walks away and I think she's like, no, like the prostitution life is for me. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. But there's yo, that question. Ho, yo, yeah, I don't ho, know. I don't know why that bothers me, but I just felt like I just wanted to know. I wanted her to kind of just give it up and just go go with him. And Some, uh, I know because Ben, but he was so long-suffering. and I Yeah, don't know, true. Maybe he should have walked he away. He wasn't her type. Yeah, yeah, true. Some TV shows are just ambiguous endings because they get cancelled. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so they don't really get that chance to, to close close up the gaps. Um, there's, there's one more film. Uh, that I wanted to talk about as well where oh, sorry. You, you may not have actually thought that it was uh, an ambiguous film but it, it kind of is um, is in Bruges uh, because the uh, the character that Colin Farrell plays um, he gets shot at the end of the, the movie mm-hmm. and then he gets put into an ambulance mm-hmm. and so you're not sure whether he's you know, alive or dead at the end of the movie Ah, true. but there's a uh, a theory about the film that He's actually been dead for the whole film because uh, he's like always complaining about being in Bruges. Mm-hmm. He's complaining about being in pain and stuff like that. So it's supposed to be like limbo. It's it's kind of purgatory, right? Yeah, oh, interesting. So and he's just like going to be playing the same loop over and over and over again. Oh, right. So well, he shouldn't have been such a bad guy in life, and he would wouldn't have been in limbo. He did, he made he made one mistake, and uh, <laughs> but it was a big. Big mistake. So, uh, yeah, you can understand why he'd be paying for that in, in perpetuity. Mm. Mm. How annoying. Um, one other thing that popped up was sideways. Um, you know, he, he runs, he, he goes to see the girl and knocks on the door, but you never really see if she's home or not. So you don't see her open the door or that one's another mm-hmm. fade to black. And you're like, is she home? Well, I'm like, well, if she's not, maybe he'll come back or he'll call oh, her yeah, and say, or he'll leave a note. I'm in or, town, come yeah. and catch up and hear. <laughs> But anyway, and then Pulp Fiction. I know it's not an ending, but they have that suitcase that they open and it's like all gold and yeah. stuff. And you're like, what's in there? You never see. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Has anyone raised that in interviews with Tarantino? I'll ask Probably. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send list. him a, a Twitter question or something. I don't know. <laughs> send him a TikTok. Oh, oh my god! Can I would never know how to. Box? <laughs> what are you like? I didn't even. I don't even know how to start with TikTok. I'm yeah, I know. So old. I haven't even looked at it. All I see is on Facebook every now and again. There's like TikTok movies. I'm yeah. like going, oh okay. I yeah. see. I watch them young when people, people share me. filming them. Oh like, really? I'm like ew. Like, <laughs> when you go shopping, you see kids like moving their arms, like they're practicing a dance, and I'm like. You just look insane. Yeah. Practice at home and not – because they're not even doing the full dance moves. They're just sort of like, you know, and then I do this bit and then I do that bit Oh, it's so then, bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, Crazy. we're just old. That's the problem. Well, You're going to be 30 shortly. Wow. How soon? Soon. 
18 months. I've, I'm, I'm still 28. I've still got to turn 29 yet. Uh, so well, we by the 40, time this airs yeah. on, on Unscripted, maybe you have turned 30. Maybe. Maybe I'll be, yeah. time capsule. <laughs> well, I think maybe we should, should wrap up, uh, wrap up this show and, uh, yeah, just say if you're, if you enjoy. Oh, I've got another one, but I don't think I can say it on air actually. Okay. So good. we'll leave it there, but it's, um, a, I'll just say that it's, uh, the joke that Bender is telling in, uh, the breakfast club. Uh, we don't get to hear the punchline. It's probably better that we don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, slightly different episode of Unscripted the Film Show. And uh, if you did enjoy the, the tangentiness of it, then, uh, do listen to more of Tangent City on the German Pop Culture Network. Just go to your, your, uh, your favorite podcast app of choice and search for, uh, Tangent City and you'll find us there. And we've got lots of stuff, but, uh, just be warned, uh, a normal Tangent City is a little bit more loose and sweary than this one has been. It is. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on the Tangent City um, feed, then um, jump over to Unscripted and, and give the Unscripted podcast a listen. Same deal. Um, you can head to thegentlemanofpopculture.com or you can hit up your favourite podcast application. Indeed. And also if you're uh, bang up for some Disney, I reckon you should listen to Diz Down Under as well. Oh, you're going to go the full plug. Just do the whole trifecta. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and there's heaps happening in Disney all the time. So you've always got... Lots of content. There is, there is. Uh, so I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Or in two weeks. Or whenever. Sometime. Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.